here it comes. Tuning in to another episode of Soul to Meet the Shoe. I'm Nina. And I am Shade. And today's guest is Bernie Good. Um, he's 36 years old. He's from New York, Queens, New York. And he, I'm gonna let him tell y'all <laughs> his backstory. Um, but he he's a business owner and he helps people with finance, and credit. So, Bernie, you want to tell the viewers about your business? Sure. Um, so what we specialize in is getting people's credit right, right? So what that means is we're going to repair your credit. If you suffer from, you know, a horrible credit score, a horrible credit profile, we're going to basically repair your credit, dispute all negative items, get it off of your credit report, and then what we're going to do is we're going to build your credit up so that you're prepared for financing. And what financing means is anything from mortgage, anything from car loan, anything from personal funding, business funding. Um, if you have dreams that you feel like you don't have the funds for, we are, we specialize in getting you that money pretty much to you know fund your dream. So you know we we try to handle anything from you know the smallest credit profile to the largest credit profile. Just because you have a 750 credit score doesn't mean you know what to do with it. Right. Every year credit. What if, a, what if a person is um starting a business and they're in the 500s? What do they need to do if they wanted to um, hire you? What like suggestions would you give them before they would try to get their business going that they could do on their own before they start spending money? Okay, so there's two things. There's two two ways to go about it, right? You can build up your business credit, which is the longer way, mm -hmm. or you can build up your personal credit and be the personal guarantor for that business, right? Let me break it down for you. So if you're starting a business, you have an LLC, what I recommend everyone go do off top. As soon as you file for your LLC, you want to go and file for your Duns & Bradstreet number as well, right? You want to start building up on that Duns & Bradstreet number. A lot of people are under the impression that your business credit score is the same thing as your personal credit score. It's not that, right? Your personal credit score is your personal, used off of your social security, and your business is solely dependent on your EIN, right? That's the employee identification number, right? So what, what your business credit score is called is called your paydex. You want to start building up your paper score so that you can qualify for business credit. And that's the long way. You start off by getting little net 30 accounts like Quill and Uline. And what those do are they, they add trade lines to your business profile, right? And then you work your way up. You'll, you'll you know, uh, next you'll go and get store cards, right? Like anything from Staples, Beat Days, uh, maybe like a gas card or something like that. Store cards are uh, cards that you can only use at that location, right? At that store. Then the next step is to get the official um, card. So you may get a Macy's card. It may say Macy's on it, but you can use it anywhere in the world, right? Visa, MasterCard, something like that. 
but this is the long way. You're talking about six to eight months, you know, of building it up. Your, your personal credit score, that's an easier uh, fix. If you have a 500 credit score, we can go ahead and dispute items. Nine times out of 10, if you have a 500 credit score, that means that you are either using too much of your utilization or you have negative items on you that are affecting your credit score. So we'll come in, we'll look at you, we'll give you a full assessment, see exactly everyone with a 500 credit score may not need credit repair. You understand? So okay. we'll give you a full assessment, let you know exactly what you need. Um, and if there's repair, then typically we take anywhere from 90 to 150 days to clean up your, your credit report and um, add new positive accounts on you. So people um, are asking me about trade lines and stuff like that, right? A lot of people don't get the concept behind trade lines. Some people do and they, they abuse it and they don't really understand how it works. So authorized user trade lines is when someone will add you onto their credit card as an authorized user. So their history from that credit card will reflect onto your credit report, mm -hmm. right? And most people are doing this and they're getting high scores and they think that that's all they need to basically, you know, go in for funding or get whatever it is that they're looking to do. And that's not the case. Your credit profile is built off of data points, right? They look for history, they look for utilization, they look for a mixture of credit, meaning you have to have different types of accounts, right? Not just credit cards. So credit cards, personal loans, student loans, mortgages, mm -hmm. uh, finance vehicles, those, those are different types of accounts, right? And your, your credit profile is is heavily based off of revolving credit, right? Revolving credit is anything that you swipe and you get it back, right? After you pay the bill. And then installment, installment credit is anything that you pay and it goes back to the bank. Mm -hmm. You don't get that. So if you have a credit card, swipe it. When you go to pay that bill, the money comes back to you. It's like mm -hmm. a revolving bill. Mm -hmm. But if you have an installment loan, something that you're paying on, like a house, a vehicle, furniture, that money goes to the bank every time that you pay that bill. Okay. So you want to you you focus on your mixture of credit. Um, you know, be sure that you're, you're understanding the game. It's not as simple as you think to add a couple of trade lines onto you and you're going to be golden. I'll be, I'll be right. rambling. Y'all got to stop no. me. <laughs> no, this is good information because I started my children to be on my credit cards as authorized users about 16 and 17 years old. Mm -hmm. Right now they're 20, 21. And their credit score is like 750, 780. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So is what's the earliest? Can they go on before the age of 14? Let the viewers know, because they probably don't even know, you know, what age is the earliest. When they so you can absolutely, I believe the age is every every credit card is different. Right. Mm -hmm. So some cards is going to tell you that you can start at 15, 16. Some credit cards going to tell you you can start at 17. So you mm -hmm. just got to pretty much call up your, your card and ask them, what's the earliest that I can add an authorized user if it's my child or whatever. Mm -hmm. case. They'll let you know what age it is. But typically, I see people starting to add their, their children around 16 years old. Okay. okay. So, yeah, by the time they're 18, they're ready to. They're ready to go. That's how they right. do it. They was. They was ready. And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, you ain't ready. You still right. got money. You got to watch your credit. You can't. So, Bernie, yeah. what, what, what got you into the business? What made you pick finance and credit? And for you to go hard and, 
you know, take the serious step to make this a business for you? What made you go into that? Okay, that's a good question. So for me, just like anybody else, I'm sure that when you go through something and you get through it, you you start to realize how this can help other people, right? So for me, I was stuck with something. No one ever taught me credit, like ever. You know, like a, like a lot of us, we're not taught in the household what credit really is. Mm -hmm. So as you know, me being young, I went and I got you know a Wells Fargo credit card. It was like a secured credit card. Um, didn't know what that word meant, secured, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I went and I, I put some furniture in, in a family member's name. You know what I mean? So they didn't do the right thing. I didn't do the right thing with my secure card. And then later on in life, that was haunting me. I didn't even know it was on my credit report because I never even pulled my credit report. Okay. So I was trying to get a vehicle and I was trying to get an apartment. And I got denied straight up. You know, I was in the embarrassed. And um, I said, all right, you know, what, it's funny because when we start speaking to things, like our vibrations, then doors start opening, right? If you've never spoke to credit before, then you're not even gonna meet anyone who may be able to help you, right? Right. So with me, um, I was speaking to it. I was I was down and out. I was feeling, you know, some type of way about not being able to get approved. And I just started speaking to it. And, and out of nowhere, someone that I knew actually was in the business already. And they kind of like, Introduced me to different ways that we can remove things off of your credit report. I never heard of this before. Right. How I'm old like, were you at the time? At this time, I was literally, uh, I was probably 30 years old. Okay. Yeah, I was 30 years old. I'm 36 now. I was 30 years old. So they introduced me to something that I'm I'm late in the game. You know what I mean? I didn't even I didn't even know, right? So they showed me a few tactics as to how we could remove this off of your credit report. It didn't, it didn't start there at the business, right? Because they showed me, but they weren't as good at it at, at, at it at the time themselves. So for me, I had to go out and still find other resources to help me, you know, with my dilemma. Okay. So once we found the right people, um, I got with them and we formed like a very good bond I had the bright idea. I'm always forward thinking, right? I had the bright idea. I'm like, listen, if you get this off of me, I, I promise you, I'll bring you at least 100 people. Um, wow. You know? Um, and, and they got did me. You, did you bring 100 people? We're like at least 700 people in right now. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right. So you overdid it. Oh, no. That, that, yeah, definitely overdid it. Like that. <laughs> that because the thing is, I was just trying to show them, you know, in the beginning, we started off, they were bringing in clients, I was bringing in mm -hmm. clients. And, you know, we had a we had a small little in-house business, right? right? And then I started realizing that I'm kind of good at this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I started realizing like, hey, hold on, I may this may really be a business, you know? Right. So then I focus in my time and energy just on bringing in the clients and not necessarily doing the work part you know my so i told them i'm like listen you do the work part let leave the clients up to me i'll bring in the clients and we never look back we okay. never look back and yeah literally right now uh in in a year and a half we pulled in five hundred thousand off of off of credit repair and, okay. and okay. We're, we're yeah we're looking to 
Look yeah, at so you, you're, you're definitely an expert. Something like it. Right. Something. <laughs> they say, what they said, 10,000 hours, you become an expert. That's okay. Yes. yes. So what did, okay, so what did you do um, prior to you becoming an expert at finance and credit? What, what were you into that? Because it had to come from somewhere, I mean, counting money, getting money. Um, mm-hmm. You had to have some, did you go through like a time in your life where you didn't have nothing so it was real rough or so now we now we get into the good stuff right <laughs> okay <laughs> now we get to the sauce this with the people but they're like what, what what did you do before this oh yeah right. yeah i was a hustler okay. like i sold drugs um you know okay. for a nice portion of my life i sold drugs um my story is 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 one of those stories that if we if we took the cameras out Literally, we, we could have a movie on, on stars right now. Oh, yeah. Um, at a young age, I, I realized that I have entrepreneurial skills, right? Um, I started out in, in high school. I was doing music. I was rapping at the time. And a bunch of my friends, you know, kind of like gassed me up and told me that you could create uh, an album and everybody could buy it, right? Right. So I come from Queensbridge Projects. Right. For those who don't know, Queensbridge is where Nas and Mob Deep is from. It's one of the toughest neighborhoods. It's one of the big, the largest neighborhoods in America. Six blocks, 96 buildings. Wow. Yeah, it, it's 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 a doggy dog world out there. Right. So okay. so. My mom moved us out of the projects, you know, while I was in high school. So when I moved to we moved to Pennsylvania, when I moved to Pennsylvania, um, I realized that I was I was different from a lot of people around. Me. You know, when you grow up in a rougher environment, you're almost grown by the time you're 14, 15. Oh, yeah. You have a different, I'm sure y'all can relate, you have a different persona about you. You feel different. You're more in tune with, with what's going on around you. So when I got to high school, I had this, this thing about me, especially I'm coming from New York. I had this um, energy with me that, pretty much allowed me to let's put it like this i looked at i looked at people my age like they were kids mm-hmm. <laughs> my first time actually getting to see innocent kids like innocent teenagers yeah in, in queensbridge it was no innocent teenagers you know everybody's grown mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm looking at it like all right cool if i start rapping and y'all gonna buy the album i'm about to put everybody to work like let's mm-hmm. let's get this money so created the album i, I went and i had my only job in, in my life, I went and got a, a job at a clothing store. And this okay. was uh, solely to fund my album, right? So I went, got the job. I stayed there for about four months, got the money up to fund my album. And then we dropped the album. We, I'm talking about like we did the whole promotion in school. We were hanging flyers up. The, the teachers were allowing us to hang flyers up to advertise. And we did numbers. When I say we did about $9,000, you know, in high school, that's major, yeah, you know what I mean? Major, outside high school. Exactly. <laughs> so I was able to pay my people, uh-huh. give them a, a nice cut for helping me out, you know, selling the album. And then in that moment, I'm like, I'm never working for anybody again in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I had my mind made up, I'm never working for anybody else. Right. So dropped out of high school, had some trouble at home. 
um, me and my mom, we were we weren't at you know we weren't the best of friends. And plus, at this time, I'm 17 years old. I'm feeling myself. I got a pocket full of money. I think I'm grown. Right. So I wound up going back to New York. Okay. Now why? The money you put, the money wasn't. It was more easier in New York versus Pennsylvania. Not that it was. I think I just had more connections. I had more um, established relationships there. So if mm-hmm. I'm gonna home, I'm gonna go back to what I know versus the people that I just recently met over the last couple of years that I've been out here. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, understandable. So I went. I went back to New York. That was the, the basically the place that I knew, and that's when things started going left for me. That's when I still had this entrepreneurship entrepreneurship mind. But mm-hmm. York, when you when you have that that entrepreneurship in you it's literally going to turn into something else it's not going to be like i'm i'm 17 i'm going to start a business no, it's right. all i'm going to hustle and sell drugs because that's what that's what's around me. Mm-hmm. So that's what i started doing um i got very big in that space very fast and with that territory comes the drama oh and, yeah and i'm in this wheelchair to this day i got shot when i was 20 years old um, paralyzed from the waist down and I had to learn a very hard lesson very fast right. you have, did you have do you have any kids no I don't have any kids right now oh, okay I have a fiance we are we are looking to uh, start a family though. Right. okay that's good right. oh, that's- mm-hmm. right. so um did you did ever get in trouble to or to a fact that you had to go to prison or anything like that or jail. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so after I got shot, I'm in the wheelchair. I'm still, like I, I still, like I said, I dropped out of high school, so I didn't have, I didn't have my diploma. I didn't, I never had a job besides the one that you know at the clothing store. I was literally lost. You know, one of them people like in the system just lost. So I still continue to sell drugs mm-hmm. in my current situation and everything. How was your um, how was your relationship with your mom at that time? It was rocky. Mm-hmm. It was rocky because both of us were facing regrets. Both of us felt, you know, some type of way. You know, when you're a kid, you blame your parents for stuff. You know, you chose to leave, but you're still blaming your mom. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> she she didn't come and get you. <laughs> you know, so so it was rocky. And then plus at that time, my mom has always raised us to be very independent, strong people. She's instilled a lot of confidence in us. So when I got in this wheelchair, I had to go back home to my Mm -hmm. mom's house and she wasn't easy on me. It wasn't like she was, you know, gonna cuddle me or, you know, no, all right, this is your life now. You're gonna learn how to be in this wheelchair and I'm not gonna baby you either. So Mm -hmm. no, I'm not getting that shit over there. You gonna get up and get it yourself, you know? So yeah. (laughs) It was tough, you know, so it was still right. Don't you think, though, with, with her toughness, that, that that build you better? 100%. 100%. I, I give my mom the credit all the time because she built, she, she didn't even know what she was doing at that time. Like, she built a beast in me because now it's like, imagine having confidence, getting, you know, having something traumatic happen to you in your life, losing that confidence, and then having to build it all the way back up again. You know what I mean? It's like you you were torn down, humbled in the, in the most craziest way, and then you had to get your 
your your sense of belonging back. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was very detrimental in that process. And um, you know, from there, I was still lost, still selling drugs. Somebody told on me, snitched on me, you know how it goes in the game. And I wound up doing a year in jail. Mm. Year in jail in the wheelchair. And this is where I'm like at the bottom. This is the worst of the worst for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got to get my life together. I have to get my life together because this is not it for me. So I actually got my GED in jail. Okay. Got my GED in jail. And I said, I'm coming out and I'm going to go to college and I'm going to run the world. That's what, That was my... Nice. You know, so take us, take us to the college. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. While in uh, jail, did you um, get, did it accommodate you because you was in a wheelchair or you just had to do everything oh, oh, the yeah. other inmates had to do? That's a good question. So they accommodate you. They accommodate you. It, it wasn't, so I had the choice, actually. I had the choice to go to state prison or I had the choice to go to um, county, county jail. Right. And I chose to go to state prison, number one, because you get good time. Mm-hmm. Right. They sent me to 15 to 48 months. You get good time. So you may, may be able to come home early. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, a, a GED program in jail. Um, the food is better upstate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you get you get to get a TV in yourself. <laughs> so yeah. those are like those are like my, you know, I just see. Yeah. Yeah. So then when I went upstate, they definitely accommodated me, like where everyone had to like, I guess, share a, a cell. Mm-hmm. Cap, you don't have to share a cell. So you literally got your own little space, you know, and you get the bigger showers and all of that. Time. Oh, good. Okay. Yep. So when you were when you were in college, right? How how did they accommodate you in college? Like, did you have to um I don't know. Uh, <laughs> first of all, did you go to college for business finance? I went to, I went to college for marketing. Okay. College okay. for marketing. Um, now, when it comes down to accommodations, it's not really accommodations. Like, I'm there just like everyone else. No one is helping me, or okay. I didn't have like one of those people that come out at the airport and, and push you to your right, game. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Have any of that? So I was literally in college by myself. And I was just, you know, getting to it. I'm, I'm pretty strong. So I, I think that, you know, I, I did okay when it came down to, like, getting around. Right. Um, but once I got in college, I started realizing my potential more than ever. I started realizing that I was actually smart. Um, mm-hmm. uh, throughout college, I maintained uh, 3.8 GPA. Okay. Um, and I actually became the student governor's president of my whole school. Okay. Um, the first black president to so we had a new school we were transitioning into a new college and i was like the first president there so i got to cut the ribbon on the school and i did some some major things really yeah. really showing myself that number one i can i can i can do this and then i can get along with others like i can when i say others i'm speaking of white people just to be frank you know where i'm from you don't get a lot of opportunity to converse and, mm-hmm. and deal and mingle with with you know with white people so I was realizing, and then I went to school late. So I was, I went to school around, you know, 27 years old. So my mind is different. I'm not there just for a degree. I'm watching how the professors mm-hmm. control the environment. I'm watching how they speak with each other. Like who's in the room? Like that's what I'm seeing. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. I see this for me. This, this is some, 
some real boss shit. So, right. you know. How did they treat you um, with you being so smart? You know, you being a black man, you in a room full of, you know. Other you know, it's crazy. We, we, no, I'm going to let you finish your question. I don't want to. Uh, no, I was saying like people that are of their races that um, you're as smart as you are and you being amongst them, how did they treat you? We had some controversy. We had some controversy, uh, especially for the people who um, I was going, like I was going against, like when you when you are student governance president, they treat it like a real election, right? Oh. Like uh, you're gonna go up against someone else who's running for president, right? Mm-hmm. And there were white people. And, you know, it was a little funny business going on. They felt some type of way, mm-hmm. they, you know what I mean? But, you know, we when we come into any situation, I think our swag and our just, you know, our presence speaks highly for ourselves, right? right. So I think for me, that's what did it, but they didn't like it at all. Just to and they, just and they, and they didn't know that you previously you you were you were in they, you know, an entertainer, so you had an extra, you had some exactly. extra on you, huh? Listen, marketing all the way. They, these are kids I'm dealing with. Mind you, I'm 27, it probably wasn't fair. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm looking at it like, nah, you don't even understand. And I got a little bit of money. I'm about to go put all these posters up. Y'all gonna see my name everywhere. Y'all don't even understand my Right. My, right. You were teaching them how to up them. 100%. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Probably, it probably wasn't fair, but, you know. <laughs> do what you had to do to win, no matter yeah. what. Right. So one question for business credit. It start it starts from zero to eighty. Now, yes. what is the ranges from you know bad, fair to excellent? What are the ranges? So, 80, so when, yeah, when you have an eighty paydex score, that's excellent. Um, when you're at a forty, pretty much you, you're doing bad. You know, it's it's, it's okay, but it's not <laughs> where it needs to be. Some people don't have any score, and that's the worst that it could be. Yeah. You know, what I mean? so when you think about it, right? It's it's kind of the same system, like when you think about personal credit. So mm-hmm. it's personal credit, what most people think, they think that it's, it's 750, like, and no, they don't understand that your score can go up to 850. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it's pretty much like if you're at a 500, mm-hmm. your score is pretty bad, you know what I mean? If you're at a zero, then that's like pretty much the worst that you could be. But there's a loophole to that because when you're at a zero, like if you don't have any credit score at all, Mm-hmm. I would rather work with you versus right. some 500 credit score because I know that we can take your zero and turn it into a 750 in 60 days. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We add primary accounts onto you, we add trade lines onto you, and we'll build up your personal credit score within 60 days and have you ready for funding. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. But yeah, to answer your question, any, anything that's um, like 40 and less, you, you're not doing too good. Now, why is it so um, reluctant? Like you go to a, a car lot, mm-hmm. they rather use your personal score instead of your business credit. I mean, I've seen them try to push this on me. I'm like, no, I want to use my business. And mm-hmm. that's a, that's they a, don't want to do that. Not right. right. Great question. Because when you use your business, anyone that's walking into a dealership and they're, they, they're ready to use their business um, account, mm-hmm. they know the game. You're smarter than the average bear, right? 
car dealerships, they make money off of inquiries. They make money off of, so when people think that they're going into a, a car dealership and they think that they got to get their credit pulled and all of these places, that's not, that's not the truth. You can absolutely go into a dealership with your own loan already from a, from a private yeah. bank, bank that you, you know, bank at. Mm-hmm. But what happens is when you walk into a dealership, they're trying to find the best interest rates for them. Mm-hmm. Not for you. So when they pull it on different, it's not that you can't get approved for these different places. They're trying to find the best interest rate for them in their business. So when you come in with your business, um, your, your tax ID or your EIN, mm-hmm. or someone that they kind of like, you know, they'd rather have your personal credit on file versus that's when they can get over on pretty right. much charge so how do you how do you like you know force it. your way in like you know gangster way to oh, like, that. just go to, go to go to your bank like right now navy fed navy fed will give you a loan right now so it's simple right you you find your your vin number right mm-hmm. online wherever you're going to shop at find your vin number if your credit is like 720 and above mm-hmm. you go to navy fed they will completely finance your whole vehicle and all you have to do is get your get the title from that that company and hand it over to Navy Fed. Now you have a relationship with Navy Fed that you're paying monthly on that on that loan. Okay. So going to the dealerships, I would I would always suggest no one going to the dealerships. Okay. That, you, you as soon as you walk in, you're losing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we have we have this um, part of the show where. Um, it's a shoe moment, right? <laughs> so you gotta turn um, up the volume a little bit here. <laughs> so if you um could tell the viewers, like I say, I would say not since well, it might be since you've been like established, right? As um, you know, you like have your business established, and it's a story that you would uh, <laughs> express about how somebody had you messed up, right? <laughs> and it, and 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 because. You have your business. You're like, nah, I'm not. I'm not going nowhere right. near prison again. Uh-huh. I'm not going nowhere to nobody's lockup. Like you know, you have not that too much to lose. Moment to where you're like, no, nah, okay, I remember that, so I don't want to go back. So, um, <laughs> so I had a new moment. That I love this question. First of all, because you got my mind working right. So, first of all, first of all, in this business. That moment happens often. I just want you to know, people take your time for granted. People will book consultation with you, don't show up. Hmm. People pick up on you when you tell them your number, like what your price is. Like all stuff. And and, and they speaking to, you know what I mean? Right. Hold on, you you got me, you got me messed up. But my biggest shoe moment was when I first got into the business and I invested into another business right? The people who put me on, I invested into their business and it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of money, but it wasn't, it wasn't a small amount, around $15,000, right? So I invested into them, kind of like bought into their dream and they weren't able to do anything for me personally. And then they kind of like kicked me to the side. Oh, That, that was, that was a moment for me. Like you want to fight? I don't know. Other I don't know if this business stuff is for me. Like I want all the smoke right now. Y'all don't. Want right, right. That's my biggest moment in, in dealing with what I'm dealing with now. Um, but oh, I handled. Wait, wait, wait. So you didn't get? You just took the L. Oh no! 
Um, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so look, being in my situation now, forget the business, right? Forget, forget the business. Being in my situation now, being in this wheelchair, I have to play chess all the time. So I have to outthink people. Mm-hmm. If someone insults me, I, I can't physically go and just punch them in the face. I mean, I could, but that's not, you know what I mean, what we're doing. Right. So now I have to outthink the, the, whoever I'm playing chess with. Mm-hmm. So where they thought they were going to leave me for, for, for that, mm-hmm. I kind of wiggled my way into a few other situations where now y'all absolutely need me and y'all going to give me my money back. That's right. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. I play, I play chess. You got to understand. I'm, I'm very sharp. <laughs> well, we just can't. We're not, not taking any L's over here. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, you, um, you, you, you have like a, how am I trying to say it? Like a, a payment system if someone wants to hire you? Hire you for your business? Like they need. Oh, yeah. I, I have a payment plan. So um, when it comes down to credit repair, what we do is we allow people to um, put half down, right? Um, that will get us started on the, the actual repair. And then what I'll allow them to do is um, they'll pay off their balance in the next two months. Okay. Right? So, but what, what they're getting charged for is not necessarily credit repair. Um, what they're getting charged for is a team that's going to consult you and help you throughout your whole process and actually teach you what to never do again to get in this position and actually take you from beginning to end to the to the funding process. Okay. That's what you're when you put that down payment down. I don't want people to think that they're just paying for credit repair. That's not what it is. Mm-hmm. We're literally a team that sticks with you. We're your advisors. And right. we're going to literally take you from beginning to end to your process. So okay. typically okay. Those, those, those prices are anywhere from $1,200 to $2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you'll, let's say if you had $1,200, uh, a $1,200 invoice, you'll put $600 down, you'll pay $300 next month, and then you'll pay $300 the following month. To, to, okay. Those are automatic, automatic withdrawals. And then just a business tip, for me, I wasn't always doing it like that. I, I was collecting my money up front, right? Right. But, but business, you have to always think about your tomorrow. Don't just think about right now and collecting those funds right now. Because that's cool, but when you collect your money over time, guess what? If you got, if you have a hundred subscriptions or a hundred, uh, you know, people that's paying you on a residual basis, you're actually keeping your rent paid, you're keeping your car note paid, you're right. making sure that your lifestyle is sustainable. Right. Most people get the money right, right now. Right. You get it fast. You spend it fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. get half up, half up front right now, and know that next month my merchant account is going to automatically withdraw that payment and you don't forgot about that person last month but guess what <laughs> you know what i mean 10 people pay 300 dollars. that's three thousand right okay so what um what can people do to make sure that they're um you know come patronize your business because i um, Plenty of people that need help with uh, business okay. credit, regular credit, yeah, clean so, up, clean so, up, all of that. So here's the thing, right? I'm actually about to drop a course. Um, okay. You know where where we met each other. That was like our uh, introduction to each other. But I was there, like I told you, when I'm in the room, 
I'm not just there for what is what it seems like, what's on the surface. I'm there to network. learn I be who said it, network. Yeah. So I actually went to the boot camp to find out how I could get on the podcast. Right. So now I have my I have my course being built out. My course is geared towards lazy and impatient people. Oh right? wow. Okay. Hundred percent. I don't think no jacks for anybody. And we all know them, right? Yeah. So and I'm speaking from experience because I used to be that person, right? Okay. I used to be lazy, I used to be impatient, I wanted now that that's why I was selling drugs. So what I'm doing is I'm showing people that you can absolutely make money without having a skill. People think that they need a skill. They think they need to go to school for all of these years, pay all of this money and, and student loans. You don't need that. How I make my money right now, I don't do any of the work myself. So I'm going to teach you how to, I, I call it three Ps. You're going to pick an industry, you're going to pick a mentor, and then you're going to present the value. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's yep. literally simple. I don't have to know how you do what you do. I just need to know what you do. And then I need to know how to present that to the world. So now if I bring you some value, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay with cutting me in on a piece of the profit. Oh, yes. It's a simple business model, right? So so I'm, I'm teaching people how to package this information up, whatever information it is from, from whatever industry you're going to. I'm teaching you how to present it to the world. I'm teaching you how to take your credit and leverage um, leverage it to build up your brand so that you can present it to the world. I'm teaching you a bunch of stuff. Like I'm giving you four, five different industries inside of the course that you can attach yourself to and mm-hmm. start making money instantly. So with mine particularly, sorry if I'm rambling, but with mine particularly, um, I'm going to basically be showing you how we make money. We're going to show you everything from beginning to end, how to build your own credit repair company, how to like what, what merchant account you need, who's going to build your website, who mm-hmm. you're going to use for marketing. I'm going to give you everything, all the, like the whole sauce. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, then also for my mentees, I have a mentorship program right now. I allow people to come in and use my back office where they don't have to do any of the work themselves. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. come in, you bring in the clients, we'll split up the numbers. And all, all I'm going to teach you how to do is bring in the clients, lock them in as far as putting them into the CRM mm-hmm. and um, collect their payment. Once yeah. you do that, we'll take over everything. Your, your client will get a case manager who's going to be without them. I mean, be with them throughout the whole process, and your job is done. So that's the, our affiliate marketing program. Mm-hmm. And I have mentees right now making minimum 10K a month. Nice. Okay. Well, thank you, Bernie. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie, this for all the information. Very, very uh, informative. Yes. 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 And I'm pretty sure all the viewers that was on, um they need you <laughs> yeah opportunity listen man be good financials i'm a straight shooter i, I don't fake no jacks i'm literally mm-hmm. I, I don't have time to play with anybody right if you're making money i'm gonna show you how to get to it it's too many of our coaches or gurus that's like hiding bits and pieces of the game yeah whack i don't come from that i'm gonna show you everything I don't, I don't want to hold you hostage. I'm going to show you how to be independent. But if you want to stay with the team, let's get money. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you, Bernie. We will, um, we're going to let everybody know um, how to contact you. And we want to invite you back here in a couple of months to see, you know, who contacted you, uh, what you got. We'll probably try to have you back by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, by that time, you'll have 
all your courses and everything going, right? Absolutely, absolutely. The course drops next right. month, actually, at the end of September, yeah? Right. So, okay. So I appreciate right. the opportunity, guys. Like, listen, yeah. I love what you guys are doing. Like, let's let's keep that energy. Thank and, you. Um, you know, I look forward to coming back. All righty then. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, guys. Have a good night. You too. Right, you too. Wait, wait, hold on. Do we have any, do we do Q&A or is it time to tap out? Oh, no, wait. I haven't seen, I've been seeing people saying Say it, congratulations. Yeah. I was looking for a question. Yeah, but, but I haven't they're, seen they're, it. They're, they're asking what did you wear? <laughs> how can they buy your shirt? Um, how to find, they're asking how to contact you. That's why I was saying, oh, give, your, give your, your links. Oh, you know yeah, what? Give your links. Okay, I know, I know that you probably don't really know how to do it, but you should have uh, put the, like, you could pin you know, something down at the bottom where you tell people who you're speaking to. Oh, um, yeah, we sure didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, because his, his pen could have been on there and they could um, just go straight to, to him. Right. To him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but what you do is when you get off of this live, uh -huh. when you press the X button at the top, uh -huh. say, and then you can put a description in there, you could tag me and, and we'll keep it like that. Okay. Oh, okay sounds cool. good. I'll do that. Know where to find me. But okay. um, everybody that's still watching is Be Good Financials. That's B-G-O-O-D-E Financials. For those who don't know how to spell it, F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L-S, right? Financials, uh, you can find me everywhere with that, with that, um, you know, that link right there. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank, Thank you. you, Bernie. And I'm about right. to do that. I'm about to save it now. All right, cool. Yes. All right. That was great, great, great information. So you guys looking for um, trying to get your business credit up, personal credit. He can help you guys. You can find everything that's going to be on, on the link in our description as well. Um, yeah. So that was some good information. Uh -huh. Yeah. Business credit. We all need that. Okay. <laughs> yes. Business credit. Okay. So this week, um, We'll, we're going to switch gears. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this week there was um, a teacher in Louisville, Kentucky. I mm -hmm. wanted to touch bases uh -huh. with this. He got into a confrontation with a child, like a, a middle school, a middle school um, kid. Mm -hmm. And um, he, I don't know what the incident was, but it was in Louisville, Kentucky. I seen it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I seen that was different, the reason why I'm bringing this up was because, um, yeah, he, he, he pent the kid down, right? He okay. laid on top of him. What? And so his friends were telling him, get off. And the kids were trying to pull the teacher, teacher. off, right. right? Okay. Well... Even the other teachers came and a teacher tried to separate the 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 teacher from the kid, right? right? Do you know this man grabbed the top of the kid's head, his dreadlocks, and would not let go? The teacher. The teacher would not let go. Oh, wow. The teacher would not let go. And the kids were, the kid that was being um, held and pinned down, he mm. was punching a teacher, like trying to literally get him off and see. Right. You can see that he was, you know, 
holding us holding oh them down God, and yes. they didn't understand why and all the kids are like you know why are you doing that why 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 you know everybody was asking them why mm -hmm. and then when the other teacher came and the other teacher tried to separate them um he wouldn't let go hmm. and i just want to say that um i wanted to speak on that because with all the vaccination and all the mask and everything that's going on, mm -hmm. it's like people's losing their mind. Yeah, everyone is. It's, it's a and lot of the mental. kids are going back to school, so the kids go back to school early now. Mm -hmm. They start school next Monday, mm -hmm. right? They start a week early, and so it's just like, how do you, you know, what do we do as parents? Do we prevent, you know, because I have a high schooler this year, and what do we do to prevent? to prepare the children from you know those type type of interactions you know they have the kids with wearing a mask now because right. of the delta mm -hmm. is you know more you know flamed up i guess i think everybody's and, on like high emotion like kind of angry got some kind of negative <laughs> problem you know every, it's well, like teachers so it's like you don't want to do you think that they're just that upset that they've been off of work all this time you know I'm it's not a sure. struggle I, or I'm what because sure. you know when during covid every parent was you know thanking and congratulating teachers majority right. of the parents right that the that they realized that the teachers were the babysitters they are. right and that they Majority were under uh, they were under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure because a lot of parents even such as myself we couldn't do the teacher's job right exactly couldn't get the kids to listen they want to sleep you know they want to sleep all the time mm -hmm. or they want to eat up everything mm -hmm. um just doing schoolwork just wasn't it this it, past year but stressful i um i would be upset if that was my child oh know? yeah definitely i really would want to have a conversation with the adult though to ask him like what you i mean he looked like you know older teacher yes you know he looked like he was you know pretty old so i don't understand what triggered him to fight the yes, did the boy like, hit him it? first or yes, uh, like it's, all it's those gotta be something because because naturally leading to that as a as a parent you naturally go and attack right mm -hmm. and so when you are looking at a at a teacher you're like man <laughs> You look at the teacher like the police in some right. instances because you're you're trusting your child mm -hmm. with them during that time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I can't not send them to school. You have other alternatives, but usually, you know, you're going to work, so you want to send the child to school, right? Right. Instead of, you know, a personal, uh, you know, tutor. <laughs> you want to send them to school to learn all of the, you know, socializing and, you know, and it's really to satisfy the child as well, Right. I think it's something happened before. Something that. happened prior it's to prior it, so to we need to know a little bit the, more you, of the you story. You got to know the whole huh? story. It has to be yeah. more than that. No I, judgment. I, yeah. I just was just. It, I really wanted to, to touch on that mm -hmm. and see what the viewers thought about that because, I mean, man, he grabbed his top of his head like he's done that before. Like it didn't look new. I think he's not I like like he probably your grabbed head. No, his he head. grabbed the top of his hair and. Like you know, pull pulling him towards him, and he would not let go. Wow! Two hands, no, not one, not one, two. 
So it's like, okay, um, teacher. Mr. Teacher, what's right. going on, Mr. Teacher? <laughs> what he do to you? <laughs> well, we'll find out further later yeah, on. Yeah, we'll have to do a little on. more investigation mm-hmm. on that. Also, um, I seen in Pennsylvania um, that they are abolishing prison, that they want to, um, some jail, excuse me, that they want to abolish the jail, not violent, um, you know, uh, they're okay. saying residents now, too. Residents, okay. They're saying residents, yeah, more, more, uh, you know, officials are starting to call people residents, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Versus inmates, mm-hmm, convicts, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because they really don't like, it's already hard enough to work, work right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just imagine if everybody in the penitentiary, because cause when the um, warden, the lieutenants, the officers, right. when, they leave, when they go to work, they're in prison too. Right. Right? They're in prison eight hours a day, 12 hours, 16 mm-hmm. hours, right? They're doing the time too, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So just imagine if they walked off. What would the world be like if there was no... Oh, Officers in there, oh my god, they will run amok. Yeah, that would be there'll be some stuff, people making hooch. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> they would be out, they would break out, it'd you just think, be yeah. it's total just, chaos, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, you think that it's good that we have prisons? I mean, are you okay with the um <sighs> justice system? I'm not okay with it mm-hmm. with certain crimes going to prison for a very long, lengthy time. Okay. But if so, like what we went somebody, to jail for, should we been in jail? No, <laughs> I think um, you, a better thing <laughs> would they could have worked me to death and pay a, a restitution or something. Would like you that. quit? Would I would have quit? Would you be the business owner boss lady that you are right now? Would probably you be? probably now. Yeah, at this age, I, yeah, I don't know. Shoot, gosh, <laughs> would you kept, would you have kept going probably, on with your criminal activity? Probably so. You would have. I probably would have. Oh. Probably in my thirties or whatever. But so you would have stopped. But I'm just saying, you would stop. A thirty, a person doing uh, murder or something like that, uh-huh. they should be in prison. Yeah, they should. Unless it was unintentional. Oh no, oh. violent crimes. Violent crimes. Violent crimes. Um. I think everybody deserves um, a second chance. I'm no, I'm no judge, mm-hmm. right? Thank God, I'm not in that position. I, I don't. I would have never been um, in law enforcement myself right. personally. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I don't think I should have done got ten years no. for selling drugs. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Um, I wish I could turn back and, you know. Be there, change some things. Could have been there for my kids mm-hmm. and not disappointing my mom, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, been somewhere <laughs> a millionaire. <laughs> I know, I am a millionaire. Sitting on, sitting on you know, an island. Yes, you know, uh, drinking my wine. You know, right, living in my big, <laughs> beautiful mansion. You know, I'd, I'd own me a couple of. Islands and oh, okay. fly to them, okay. you know, mm-hmm. party up every weekend. You know, oh gosh, mm. you know, I, I I I wish that you know a lot of things, yeah. but since I did commit a crime and I did it gets go you. to prison, I, it, it made me it made me be 
you know, I'd say I wouldn't say a better person. I say made you think more structured. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. not so you know spoiled and uh, gotta have my way all the time. And right. you know, so bossy and you know attitudey. You know, and make me you know consider other people's feelings, feelings and, right you know so it did and i'm and and believe it or not i met some very good people there yeah i met some good people in prison and too. i met yeah. some people in there more solid than some of the people that i grew up with mm -hmm. you know yeah and so i i i mean i don't regret that part of it i right. wish i could have met them you know the people that i met well, and be you know build you relationship with, and then God, God wanted you to meet him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so if I if I wouldn't know, have divine. been there at the time that I met those great people, know. that you know when I was in there, mm -hmm. I wouldn't know. Right, right. And so they helped me become a you know better person, and my friends have yes. too. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't. I, I I definitely I don't know if I wouldn't have went through some type of travesty. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I'm here. Right. Right. We're here today. I'm glad so. I'm here. I'm glad I'm here, and I'm and I'm glad that I'm able, right? Mm -hmm. And that um, I made it to where you know I could uh, definitely excel. Okay. Okay. Also, oh, one more thing. And so, uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> How did I? <laughs> I'm all over the place. Yes, oh, so this week also I read. That the three officers that was involved in the um, Derek Chauvin in George Floyd's um, mm -hmm. murder, right? right? So King, um, the officer King, he filed a motion mm -hmm. to have the video um, taken off, right? Really? Yeah, he Dismissed doesn't, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to, um, he doesn't want to be televised, right? Right. And so they all three don't even want to be pushed together and they right. said the reason why that they don't want to be in trial together is because it's going to be televised and then they're all going to be speaking against each other because you know they're right. trying to get each other out they're trying to get out of trouble so one's going to say it's his fault it's his fault it's mm -hmm. his fault right mm -hmm. so they filed a motion and we'll know september the 9th that is if, if they're going to um well, they're not supposed to be going to trial until next March, year, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But September the 9th, um, that's the judge has until September the 9th to, to decide if he wants to, um, if he's going to allow the cameras in or not, you mm -hmm. know. And then, you know, they're being char charged federally. Yes. And state. So they got a double dose. Right. How do, what are your feelings about that? Well, just like I said last time, um, the new guy that was there, probably what, on training three days? Yeah, he didn't I, know. He, he really on. didn't. Yeah. yeah. The other ones, they, so, were on the, so they, were on the, they were on the field for 20 years. Uh-huh. They, they've been officers. They know what they was doing. They know how to, they know how the streets go. They've right. been doing it all the time. What he did on national TV, mm -hmm. he's been doing to numerous people before. Right. You know what I'm saying? Him and his team. So, you know Tao, so Tao, the, Tao should be separate from... Lane and King, right? Yes, and whoever who's the new guy? Is it King, the the one that was on there for three days, on the force for three days? I, they both weren't there that long. They both didn't even right. Under, so they both were obeying the commands of the senior of their officers. senior officers, right? Right. So you know, not I not, think they should be more lenient on them. On the three, on, on the, the young, two, on the, on the two, the two new, the two new people, rookies, the two rookies. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, it's, they, 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 they were um, taught by two wolves, definitely, mm. right? And yeah. so they had to follow the commands mm. of two senior officers that had been abusing people for years, Many right? Years. And so then, you know, they come in and they get thrown under the bus and mm -hmm. it's like, you know, that goes that, um, there goes that, uh, do yeah. you want to do you want to tell or do you wanna... right or you going to follow <laughs> you go to what jail. we say but okay <laughs> thank right. you guys thank you for tuning in today um you know to follow us on facebook instagram and youtube please subscribe to youtube meet the shoe thank you and have a great night